Hello, and welcome to Shelf Check, a podcast about books, pop culture, and things that go bump in the night. Ooh, Shelf Check comes from Arlington Public Library in Arlington, Texas. I'm Tamara. I'm Miranda. And I'm Mark. And let's talk. I have to tell you guys, one of my favorite months of the year is October because... Halloween. <gasps> Halloween. Get to dress up. We get to go out and watch fun movies. There's a ton of candy in the office. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. And everywhere else. Not, yeah. not as much as in November. Really? Oh, that, yeah. The, candy? the, the, the un, ungiven out candy shows oh, up on November yeah. 1st. The oh. candy so that's, that's the Halloween for grownups. <laughs> oh, that's true. That's, that's true. Because <laughs> then you can go and buy at, at yeah. half price. So I have, de- I have the, definitely brought in stuff. I'm like, oh, I'm going to be generous today. Hey, everybody, here's candy. And, and, and just, a, just a tip, if you're new to buying candy for Halloween, don't buy candy that you don't want. Life is too short <laughs> to have a giant okay. bag of candy Okay, but my stand. problem is, with that is that I buy the candy that I want, and then it gets given away, and then I'm like disappointed oh. because I don't get any of it. Yes, or there, there's a solution to that. You can also just turn your lights off. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's true. Yeah. That's true. Anyway, that's a, all kinds of uh, coping with Halloween yeah. strategies. Candy hoarding technique tip and tips from Mark <laughs> yeah. later on. Right. <laughs> well, I have to say that my uh, my interest in in uh, Halloween also kind of has like an innocent feel to it because we my family our tradition is to dress up every Halloween even now mm-hmm. we're all adults some mm-hmm. of us are senior adults some of us are nearing to be senior adults <clears throat> like me um, <laughs> but uh, did, well, did, did the AARP send you something they did <laughs> do, do they have any idea how badly that hurts people's feelings it's... and, and how, how it, it disinclines me to their brand but then they say <laughs> discounts to restaurants and I'm like huh yeah, I, I, mean, well, I say embrace we'll set it aside <laughs> okay. for a couple of days and think about later but that first day, that just stings. Yeah, yeah. I pulled that out of the mailbox and I went, huh, okay. <laughs> but anyways, yeah. back back to the topic Halloween. at hand. Okay, back to Halloween. Uh, so we, we kind of uh, um, also do like not horror movies because that, that's not the things that we like in our family. Mm-hmm. We watch some of those kid Halloween movies. Oh, yeah. That's like our favorite. Some of those 80s classics. Right. And, or yeah. if, if there is a kid Halloween movie out in the movie theater. So we will dress up and go to the movies and oh, watch you, a kid Halloween movie. That's really interesting. Yes, we do. Yes, okay. we do. We do. We do. But uh, because of that, I'm not really, you know, I haven't really had much exposure to a lot of scary movies, a lot of scary books. We've, we've watched a few. In my life, I've watched a few. But when I was a child, um, I think that my big um, scariest moment came from a movie called Darby O'Gill and the Little People. <laughs> Okay. Which is not a Halloween film. It's not yeah. a horror film. But when I was a child, it really created this huge impression in my head. I don't even remember who was the bad guy, but the, uh, it had a an underground community of really like leprechauns and like little, little tiny people. And they all attacked these giant people at, uh, at the end of the movie. And that has has scared me ever since i don't know why but um when uh kind of maybe influences what my big fear was when i was a child which was you know how you 
think that there's something hiding underneath your bed or mm. if there's something in a closet. Right. When I would visit my grandparents, I always thought there was something in the yard at night, in oh, the backyard that, that was lurking around, yeah. ready to attack was, was me. Was that in East Texas? No, no, it was in Houston. Houston, okay, Houston area. Then. Oh, maybe, maybe. <laughs> yeah. But I always, I always felt like, you know that when you're watching movies and something ominous happens, you have this intern, um, you hear this music. Mm-hmm. I always, when I was asleep on the couch, looking out that window I would hear that music in my head you know and just the sense of foreboding and I'm like oh my gosh that just really would be hard for me to go to sleep at night it really did but as you can probably guess uh, what our topic today is going to be kind of talking about our childhood fears and what really scared us as children and so I kind of want to throw that out at you guys so that was my big fear oh and I hate labyrinths i hate mazes the ones that i'm personally in like if i'm looking at a game or something that's Mm -hmm. one thing but if i'm in a maze life-size ones where you can't see over the walls and you have no control over which direction you're going have you ever done like a corn maze or anything no. <laughs> uh, no, I have not have because no that scares me. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Then you should definitely stay away from the uh, children of the corn maze. I will that's, that's definitely one of, that's do one that. One of the worst ones. Yes, definitely. That is on my list to avoid. That is on my list to avoid. Okay, okay great. so I'm going to put that one out there to you yeah, guys. So what what scare, things that scared me as kids? Um, <laughs> Well, as a kid, not uh, multiple kids. <laughs> that would be uh, This is uh, in, be, in general, being right? Kids, <laughs> being multiple kids scared me. Oh, um, no. So a lot of childhood is very confusing. There's a lot of things to process and figure out, and not everything has in, uh, instructions or guides. And uh, for the most time, we, we get along pretty well, but there sometimes the wires kind of get crossed. And um, I was probably four years old, four or five, and um, we'd... Seen a, I'd seen a movie poster for Planet of the Apes. Mm-hmm. And I kind of stared at it, and that's kind of, kind of freaky. There's mm-hmm. uh, mm-hmm. ape kind of people, but they're riding on a horse, and um, different than any kind of apes I'd ever heard of. Mm-hmm. Um, later that week on the radio, um, this was uh, during the conflict in Southeast Asia, and um, so I just gave away my age a little bit. If, <laughs> Do if, you if have that? AARP... There's, a, there's, like a, there's like a math, math, a math question. Yeah, like exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, um, the, so the, the, I heard about Planet of the Apes, and then on the radio, a report uh, came over, and they said, uh, we said a report today that 15 U.S. troops lost their lives as they were ambushed by gorillas. These, go- these gorilla fighters showed no mercy. Oh, oh my gosh. And then, of course, you're thinking of these planet of the apes. Sure. These apes. Sure. Yeah. Yes. Um, even, you know, spelled different. Sure. Comes yeah. from a different uh, I, I bet you when you finally. You hear gorillas attacking and you had just seen Yeah. And once you finally saw the movie, I'm sure that nothing changed your mind about yeah, it. Yeah. No, the, only thing, the only thing that uh, changed my mind about it was learning the other word gorilla. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, whole other thing to be. That's interesting. You know, uh, I, I also I was definitely one of those kids. Like, well, I'm definitely gonna sleep under my blanket so that mm. way the monster can't get me. 
uh, very unformed ideas of that. Sure. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like yeah. I didn't have a particular real idea of what the, that the was. I just, I just knew I was safer. Under a blanket <laughs> it really does. Than, than not. Yes, yes. Right. absolutely. Right. So I will say one that really struck me just as a concept when I was pretty young was uh, in the oh, car with my dad. We were just driving along, and he was telling me about a short story or a book he was reading, and he's a he's a big fan of. Sci-fi in general probably crosses into horror, and he mentioned a, a story that he was reading. I, I have no idea what this was, but within that story, uh, a character was buried alive. Ooh. Mm. So I was probably maybe eight or nine, like not even that young, but I uh -huh. had not <coughs> heard of that concept as yeah. a thing. Like it had not occurred to me that it was something that existed in our world, sure. and it freaked me Right. Yeah, <laughs> just yeah. the very concept. It still is kind of a freaky idea. It's a very yeah. Freaky yeah, idea. I, I think that's yeah. one of. The so, did you stop sleeping under the covers? <laughs> no, point? no. I just decided I'd rather be cremated. <laughs> <laughs> Since I was a kid, I, 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 I so, rather be told oh, my okay. just so, in case. Oh, so you're going along where people um, you, um, were, were assumed dead no, and buried. No, it was buried. accidental. In the story, oh. it was an accidental. Death. Oh, okay, okay, okay. right. right. Yeah. No, the other time's also horrifying. But yeah. Like, yeah. You kind of maybe some choices were made to get. Well, that. can you imagine? <laughs> can you imagine the people who are like getting ready to embalm them or getting ready to bury them or whatever, right. and they all of a sudden start right. like making noises or sit straight up? And I mean right. that yeah. fear right there. It's like, oh my gosh! Then then you could have heart attacks everywhere. You know. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm not sure if, if, if they're true or if it's just apocryphal, but they make great stories of the people. You know. It, the bells. The, yeah, and bells in, in caskets and so forth. You pay, oh, you want to pay yes. extra. Right. You want to pay extra for the bell. Right, well, just in case. Well, why would we need a bell? Well, not just the bell. We'll also have a tube that goes to mm -hmm. the surface. Mm -hmm. So they can hear the <laughs> yes. bell ringing their bell. That was a tradition, wasn't it? Yeah. Right. Yeah, I mean, it may or may not be, you know. Yeah, I don't know how many times people ever mm -hmm. heard the bells ring, but I, I right. know that was, that was an upsell. It's yeah. <laughs> So that was definitely a thing that scared me. Funeral uh, directors get a funeral director. <laughs> oh Spiders were always a huge one for me when I was younger. Uh, I, and I, I also, similar to you, I never watched horror films as a kid. Mm -hmm. I think I've mm -hmm. mentioned before as well. I had a very scholarly introduction to horror films because I really didn't watch oh, that's right. any that's proper right. ones until I yeah. went to college and took a class on horror films. Mm -hmm. But, like, for instance... One that snuck by was one of my aunts let us watch Arachnophobia, which oh. why I watched that because I already knew I didn't like spiders and was scared of them. I don't know, mm. but I did watch it. And honestly, it's not really that scary of a film unless you're yeah. actually freaking terrified of spiders. Okay, so, okay. Yeah. Speaking of spiders, okay. Ugh. So spiders don't scare me. Mm -hmm. They scare the living daylights out of my sister. Yeah. I they don't scare me. What happens? How does that arachnophobia is real in a lot of people? Yeah. How does that happen? Well, the They're problem quick. is we're, we're you trying can't track to... their okay. movements. They're gotcha. inside, and also they have the ability to kill you. Technically, you know what I mean. Like, and you don't know. You don't necessarily know Three. which ones. Which no, ones no. are? You yeah. see a spider and you go, yeah. "Oh, how cute!" It doesn't have to be rational. That's just oh. how I. Feel. Well, that, that's, it's scary that's what... that something so much smaller than you could potentially kill you. Yeah, oh. I, I, I think that's the key: is that any attempt to rationally and you can't see them all the time. Why people are afraid of something? Well, that's true. Entirely. That's true. That's true. Because, uh, these are irrational fears. What's the rational but, explanation? And for and I understand fear? that. Mm -hmm. I understand that. Yeah, but but, but, but the question is why that particular fear. is 
is so universal with so many people. Right. And is it because of arachnophobia, the movie, or exactly is it not. other things? Or yeah, because I don't think the, my sister's the ever seen it. Oh no! Okay, now I'm not scared of spiders, but if you <laughs> ever see one of those videos spider. where the spiders all like, nope, you can oh, the, the <laughs> yeah, 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 and, and I'm just like, oh my gosh, that's kind because of like a little creepy. Yeah, you know, it's interesting because I I say this and it's true. I am still kind of skittish around spiders in the theoretical like the idea of the spider attaching that's kind of scary to me in the in reality i'm much i'm much less skittish than i used to be and i mm-hmm. actually had a moment in college where i like it was a weirdly transformative moment mm-hmm. where i was in a class and the girl sitting in front of me i assume it's just from the building now that i think about it, it's a little bit weird but like it's probably just an older building or maybe she brushed up against something in the but she, the woman the woman sitting in the seat in front of me a tiny, tiny little spider was like on her hair clip or something, and, oh. and it started to to descend down on this little spin, this little thread. Yeah. And I had a moment where the first time ever I was so close, it was so small, it was no threat that I was kind of fascinated by it rather than right. scared. Okay. Hmm. And I had this moment where I just, I just, I literally took. I didn't even tell the girl. Now that I think about it, I took the pencil that I had and I held it right underneath it so that it dropped onto the uh-huh. pencil. And then I put the pencil and kind of like scooted it out onto the floor. Oh, look at you and being that. all generous and since with then, the spider. Since then, I am less skittish about spiders in general. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but so so let me ask you this. Char- Charlotte's Web, is that a horror film or is that a, <laughs> a feel good? Um, I feel was, good. I like, Char- I like <laughs> Charlotte's Web. I think we can rule feel good yeah. out. <laughs> I just sort of gloss over that bit. Yeah. <laughs> Although, when you think about it, that is one of those ones that is kind of slightly scary because, like, why mm-hmm. is it so, so important that people realize that he's a really he's a really smart and important pig so he doesn't die? Because right. they're going to kill him because that's what they do to yeah. pigs. That's true. That's <laughs> so, true. That, like, babe. Like very babe. heartwarming mm-hmm. because they didn't kill him. They right. didn't kill him. I also he love babe. escaped the fate of 99.9999% yeah. yeah. of pigs yeah. of all time. Yeah. yeah. So there is, there's some, there's some horror in that actually. That's true. That's true. Um, but yeah, so that was one that definitely got me. There was arachnophobia was one when I was a kid. I mean, the classic of Willy Wonka. And oh yeah. That one. Oh, that scene. when they're going through the tunnel. Yes. And yes. all those, those lights and the. And Gene Wilder's performance is just unhinged. Right. And I love it. To produce kind I, of uh, low grade insanity on his face. Right. And, and really they're not low grade. Right. <laughs> but, but elsewhere, yes, they're very high octane. And what I love about it though is that I loved it when I was a kid. I was both thought it was scary and loved that moment. Right. Um, in the movie. And I think, I think I was thinking about it because, um, that one and also so the BBC had a version of Chronicles of Narnia. Oh yeah. The Lion Witch in the Wardrobe mm-hmm. that we had like on VHS when I was a kid. Right, right. And I know so what you have like the about. Ice mm-hmm. slash Snow Queen mm-hmm. character who's very cruel, but she like tries to befriend one of the humans that comes into this land. Yeah. And one of the one of the things that I remember when they did the newer version of it, until the Swinton places character, I watched an an, uh, an interview with her where she talked about how one of the real fears or one of the things that makes her scary is that she is like she's not consistent in her emotions. 
Oh, so right. that so that there's no way to keep a handle uh, for the child for Edmund mm-hmm. to understand like she's cruel, she's kind, she's she acts as if she wants to love him, and and then and then she's dismissive towards him, and it leaves right. him very very. It's a very better. psychological. Yeah. So, right. And I there's feel a, yeah, yeah. It's kind of psychological. And I feel like in a in a much more attractive <laughs> way, Willy Wonka is that as well. Because again, one of my favorite things about Willy Wonka is that first section when you meet him in the film, and he's walking, you know, the classic one. And he's walking out to greet all the people, and he looks like an old man. He's got the cane, and he looks like he's falling over. And then he does the somersault. Right, and pops right. Up. Yes, yes, yes. And he's delightful and whimsical. But you know, you actually can't trust him. Yeah, right. <laughs> and then he has that blow up at the end of the film to test mm-hmm. Charlie. Mm-hmm. You know about well, about the issues. And, 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 and what did he do to all the other people? He didn't care that right. somebody turned into a blueberry. And yeah. so both well, of those characters get what you get. Get what you get. Yeah. Both you of know? those characters in different ways. The way their emotions jump <laughs> work consistent is really mm-hmm. the scariest part mm-hmm. of them at the root, which I thought was really interesting. I realized that's yeah. the thing that I had recognized. Although enjoyed both of those films a lot. Yeah. And even the parts yeah. that were scary loved, you know. Well, so. and so you're talking about mm-hmm. Willy Wonka and mm-hmm. that also makes me think of uh, 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 what, what's the name of that movie? Uh, mm-hmm. uh, oh, shoot. It just went out of my head. Um, okay. Uh, <laughs> Wizard of, Oz, Wizard, of Oz. Wizard of Oz. Wizard of Oz. Okay. Yeah. Okay. okay. We can. Oh. Yes. Flying monkeys. The flying and, um, monkeys. So you said that earlier. I didn't so, about it. So here's another one of those little crossovers. Um, okay. I, I, I at church camp one year, and someone said, uh, "I sure hope they don't do. I'll fly away at the church <laughs> service." And I said, "Really? You have an issue with that song? It seems to the, theologically correct and harmless." Yeah. And he said. I don't know how it happened, but I have a strong one-to-one correlation in my head between I'll fly away, Lord, with flying monkeys. And he can't have one without the other. So now just imagine just the wires is, get crossed just, in the Just imagine that is their theme song. And yeah. It, and <laughs> yeah. That is a song that my family sings all the time. Yeah, so now, <laughs> it's a beautiful song. I, I'm really sorry to have put flying monkeys in your head for the next 30 years when you sing that song. I but, remember uh, singing other... Yeah. Oh my gosh, I ha- I was not oh. expecting that in a scary <laughs> things that made us jump in I, I the think, night kind of thing. Most of the time we're glad oh. we don't have a video feed while we're doing oh, this, Lord, yeah. but I really that wish you good. could see Tamara right now. She is beside herself. <laughs> Oh my, oh my goodness, gosh. that's very oh my goodness. You know, it's funny you both mentioned that, because I <laughs> never found a fly. I'm... <laughs> <laughs> I think somebody was trying to sneak in a we're, video we're, here. Well, not a video, but we, we may, yeah. for our premium subscribers, <laughs> <laughs> we may have an attached we may, photo. We may have a photo, yeah. <laughs> But it's just the aftermath. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so, so what were you saying, Ryan? Oh, no, I was saying, I've never, I never found the, 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 um, the monkeys to be to be scary. scary. Although the fact that, that they fall asleep in the poppies, I thought was creepy. That is creepy because mm-hmm. you, know? yeah. you know this beautiful field mm-hmm. of poppies, and then you find out later that it's really you know some a precursor for actually uh, right. And I drugs, read, but I, yeah. <laughs> well, I've read all like basically all of the books because there were a ton of uh, there were like nine oh. Oh, nine or thirteen original ones mm-hmm. from L. Frank Baum, and then several done by another author that were authorized sequels and I've basically read all of them yeah. oh, wow. like deep into them I really like the, the Wizard of Oz universe well, um, but the book it's uh, I mean the in, in the movie just the, the part that's visceral is how 
the people who aren't affected respond mm-hmm. where they're like freaking mm-hmm. out about it mm-hmm. and they're like crying like I think <laughs> I think like the Tin Man freezes because he's crying that that Dorothy and and the Cowardly Lion and and Toto have like uh, fallen asleep and just all of this so gotcha. I, I, it's very it's very yeah calming. most people don't know how many of those there are can can you think of some of the more obscure titles oh gosh. Oh. From the uh, um, from either batch. Well, there's stuff out. I'm trying to think of like the TikTok was a big one, and the later stuff. The... TikTok. It was like a. Oh, a sorry. Clock, a, uh, a it's a clockwork man. It's a clockwork man named TikTok. <laughs> okay. Um. Uh, oh, top one of creepy. Return to Oz. Anybody? That's a creepy. Mm. That's a creepy movie. Well, well, I, I, saw, yeah. I saw a whole set of them mm-hmm. once at like half price books or, or something, and I was just mm-hmm. astonished at. Oh, the I, Hungry Tiger is big in the later ones, like the Hungry Tiger and then like uh-huh. the Oz is a big one. Yeah. I remember that. They go into a lot. Of, they go into other countries of stuff, and they bring. Okay. Later on, they have like a, a, other other characters, like a human who comes in uh-huh. at some point in the stories, and I think it's the original ones. Dorothy and her family end up moving full time to Oz, oh, which no. is interesting. Both her and her aunt and uncle okay. just moved to Oz. Well. I yeah. will say that um, I was never scared by the, mm-hmm. the flying monkeys either, but mm-hmm. I think that that has something to do with mm-hmm. how, you know, we're later generations of when that movie came out, you know, it was mm-hmm. far earlier than us. And um, so that was the generation that was impacted by the flying monkeys and scared by them. Yeah. We kind of just, you know, it was just like, oh, ha ha, flying monkeys, yeah. you know. I, I think we're but, far more used to agents of doom and destruction. Yeah, well, that's true. Than overhead. But like, I also you know, think, oh, God. Pred- pred- yeah, that is another. But I also a, think, a though, that it's interesting yeah. how much um, children's literature brings some scary elements into it. Uh, you were talking about, we were talking about Wizard of Oz, the book. Books, but what about uh, Alice in Wonderland and Alice Through the Looking Glass? The, mm. the whole Jabberwocky thing was kind of like... Well, you know, again, and I think this is a common theme for me personally, is that mm. some of the creepiest stuff of it or the scariest part is how inconsistent the people are. Meaning they're also yes. Like the humans are, are the characters, they're standing for humans, you know. Yeah. You know, like uh, some of the characters that are animals are basically... You know, they're standing for human characters. But, um, you know, you have, like, the Duchess and the Queens and things like this who are just kind of mad and inconsistent. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. that's the real maddening and scary part of those books is that nothing makes sense and no one is consistent. And that's what's so fascinating about anything that scares you. It's mm-hmm. not It's not necessarily a big, gory jump or mm-hmm. whatever, you know. It's, it's more the psychological scare. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. You know... So if you look at, you're talking about Uh the humanity of it. Uh, We were talking about uh, arachnophobia earlier. The birds, too, you know, that that Alfred Hitchcock film. These animals are these these creatures that we all love to watch and and observe. And they they start... But they can't be reasoned with. Right. And you you can't control the power of the group. Yeah. You can't be in control Mm -hmm. anymore. They're the ones that are in control. Right. So, you know, there's that... They're harmless until they're not. Yeah, exactly. Uh, So I definitely... Uh, find it fascinating how psychological horror is. Yeah, it is. It's, it, it is really interesting. Right. Or scares right. more than so horror. So psychologically, yeah. that's a really good lead into uh, another thing I wanted to share. Um, I don't know how uh, folks at home, you got three people that were so sheltered as children, but I didn't really see many movies. Um, we, we weren't, you know, we were in, in <clears throat> rural Kansas, but with TVs and stuff mm-hmm. and movie theaters. But my parents just didn't value entertainment as a thing, having mm-hmm. come out of mm-hmm. the 
um, uh, depression generation and, and so forth, and entertainment was kind of a waste of money in, in their opinion. Right. Uh, except the entertainment that we came up with. So they're real happy to watch plays that we wrote and performed for them. And, That's kind of uh, happy, but that happy you didn't spend money games, to go. Yeah, why would you pay mm-hmm. money to watch someone do things that didn't even happen? Right? <laughs> so that, that's kind of the, the oh, logic carried out to its logical extreme. So anyway, I, I was really curious as a, I think this is probably third grade, and in my school library they had a book, uh, it was like a big book of movie monsters with a two-page spread on one side, a big 8 by 10 glossy of Frankenstein's monster, and then mm-hmm. a description of the movies that he was in. Mm-hmm. This is like IMDb, but in book form. Yes, for, yes. Yeah. I read a lot of those. Yeah. A lot of Reader's mm-hmm. Digest collections yeah. of things. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And it had the creature from the Black Lagoon and mummies and mm-hmm. you know all, all this sort of thing. And I was kind of flipping through, and I was getting a little bit scared because I didn't have any context mm. for any of these. I just... I, I didn't think they were real, but then just get this whole book of them. Um, and so I was, and my older brother came along and asked what I was doing. And I said, I'm looking at this really scary book. And he flipped it and said, I, I'm not finding the scary part. Where's the scary part? Um, and I said, just what's going on with, with these? And instead of being a kind big brother who said, oh, oh Mark, movie there's nothing to be worried about here. <laughs> Um, he he kind of got in my head and uh, was telling me all the different places I might encounter uh, <laughs> these movie monsters oh. and how I needed to, to watch out for them. And uh-huh. <laughs> uh, my uh, my mother was in the other room, and after a while, she she kind of put an end to it. Said, Timothy Dale Dellenbaugh, get in here. <laughs> so he, he knew that um, he was going to get a, a, a talking to. Yeah. And um, I, I didn't hear the whole conversation, but I heard this. His defense was. Ma, I didn't mean any harm. I just wanted to mess with his head. <laughs> All right, so let's flash like forward. Uh-huh. Let's flash forward. Uh-huh. Um, my this brother of mine is now a board certified psychiatrist. Interesting. Okay. And he had he was showing an early keen interest in getting into the gears the of someone's head. So, so basically, and, he uh, was using you as an experiment. You were well, like the test subject. Yeah, <laughs> I guess I, I I showed him that he could. Uh, now now they just largely biochemical in the way they approach mm-hmm. things, but um, but it reminded me as I was thinking through this story. Um, uh, I'm gonna be careful. I don't paint too broad a brush here, but. Um, <laughs> Uh, I, I don't think I've ever laughed out loud as hard as I did in reading one of the Hitchhiker Guide books. Uh, Douglas Adams, the author, describes someone as a psychiatrist, and uh, the lead character talked to him and said, "Oh, you're a psychiatrist. Um, uh, do you do you uh, do you make a lot of friends in that line of work?" <laughs> and he said, "Oh, no, psychiatrists. We don't make friends." He said, "Oh, oh, I got it. Professional detachment." He said, "No, we just don't have the knack." <laughs> so I think of my brother, who I love. But uh, yeah, if, if if you torment your younger brother for fun, maybe you just don't have the knack. Yeah. I will say shout out to your mom for putting a stop to it because I, I I spoke with my mom a little earlier on to ask her about like things she was scared of as a kid, mm-hmm. and uh, so I was thinking about it. I was like, we never watched horror films and things, mostly for my mom's preference. She doesn't care for that kind of stuff. And then and then she uh, she told me a story about a story her mother told her would tell all of her because she has she has eight brothers and sisters you know i think there were like six of them sort of grouped together at the same time mostly in the house at the same time mm-hmm. from outliers and she told me a story of how her mother would say would tell them this story about an old man who lived in their neighborhood like who was like 
who I don't know if he lived there or like who you could see was like down the way from because they were in somewhat rural sort of isolated area down in the Rio Grande Valley area. And she's like, there's an old man who would walk around with a basket. And if you were out at night outside the house behind oh. it was dark, he'd catch you up and put you in the basket. And I was like, oh my God. So and in other words, don't go outside at yes, night. That's yes, that's exactly what it was. <laughs> and, she, and so my mom was like, yeah. She, and she was like, that scared all of us. We were afraid to leave sometimes during the day. And yeah. so I was like, well, shout out to my mom and dad for not coming up with those, uh, those things. Right, those right. <laughs> It's that important for your kids. It's important for your kids not to wander into dark forests Which, when yes. they hear wolves at night and they're curious, right? <laughs> so that lots of these uh, uh, fairy tales and horror stories right. have a certain functional component. Yeah, don't talk um, to strangers. Don't in the woods. Ta- yeah, don't talk to strangers because you might end up right. in an oven or yeah. something right. like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. On the other hand, it can definitely be taken to extremes. And yeah, I was kind like, of verges on. Well, now we'd, we'd think yeah. that's borderline abusive, but right. it got the job done. It got the yes, job done. absolutely. <laughs> yeah, but that I was like, I was like, stranger oh danger. Yeah, we, yeah, yeah. It's true, actually. Yeah. All those like very special episodes and like yeah. the right. stuff from the eighties and the nineties. I guess that's that's what the fairy tales used to do. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely, that's absolutely. Really with a stranger. <gasps> yeah. Or, Ooh, or, dun, dun, or, dun, did you see that new kid in school? Did you meet that new kid in school? I think he smokes cigarettes. Oh right. no, that is a gateway. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, another episode. <laughs> yeah. uh, I have really, really enjoyed talking about things mm-hmm. that kind of scared us. I, I guess mm-hmm. that the way that this uh, has all kind of evened out is that mm-hmm. it's when we're out of control. So I don't like going mm-hmm. through mazes because I'm not in control of mm-hmm. how I'm going to get out of that place. Right. Yeah. You. I don't like people. I, I guess I don't like uh, characters, human or not, that are like wildly inconsistent in their behavior because you have no idea how to respond to it. That's probably mine. Oh, <laughs> and also I, spiders. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm not afraid of anything anymore. Oh. You know, that, that's child. No, well. I, I guess it's kind of the, the, the loss of control. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. And uh, I had a story that I didn't relate because I didn't really have a book tie-in, but kind of mm-hmm. a simulation of being buried alive in oh, a, in a um, sleeping bag. In that a my, sleeping my, bag? My, my older brothers thought it would be really fun to... So your fear is me. really your brother. Yeah, probably, yeah, yeah, yeah. And that and, and tomatoes. And tomatoes. But that's a whole different Attack story. the killer yeah. tomatoes. Yeah. Look in the mirror. That was tomatoes a fun movie. Right, exactly. <laughs> yeah, if you stare into the tomato long enough, the tomato stares back. back. So, yeah. so uh, yeah, I guess a loss of control. And, um, yeah, I do always uh, keep one eye open to see if one of my brothers is nearby. Because <laughs> that, that's the real loss even, of control. Even now. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm the youngest brother, and um, one is three and a half years older, and uh-huh. one is five years older. We're all have gotten AARP letters and so forth. Uh, we get together, and I add in my sister, who's who's older than the oldest brother. How do you not revert to childhood roles and expectations? And I will be eighty You're years old. You're always going to be the youngest brother. Just like I'm always the youngest uh-huh. on my yeah. deathbed, <clears throat> and I will be Susanna's little brother. Yeah. I'm I'm the oldest, and I still follow my sister's lead. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if, if, if we haven't seen each other for 15 years, we just automatically know how to behave. And it's, it's right, not the way right. I behaved yesterday, or what am I do next week? But yeah. So it, it is. is so interesting that you said it's all sort of like a lot of it's psychological. Although I did want to shout out like the vanguard of children's fears. Yes. Which is stories to tell in the dark. <gasps> yeah. Alan Schwartz. Yes. Because that is most like that is a fundamental story book mm-hmm. that. 
scared that scared me, but I still recommend because it's incredible. And mm. um, that, but that I can tell you that is directly where I got my fear of scarecrows. Ah. <laughs> and any inanimate object coming to life. Yeah. And probably some stuff about burial too. <laughs> yeah. But I just wanted to throw that one out there because that is like yes. the vanguard. And if you somehow missed that in your childhood, even though it was something that stays with me, I still recommend it because it is it's it's just the perfect scary something for kids. Well, I don't know yeah. about you guys, mm-hmm. but I would be very interested to hear what mm-hmm. our listeners are scared were scared of as kids. Oh, yeah. And Absolutely. so maybe listeners, if you have a chance to and you can respond on our Facebook page, mm-hmm. uh, you can if you're you're coming across our, our mm-hmm. announcement for the podcast there, please let us know what scared you as a child and, and kind of like maybe this makes you think maybe there was a psychological part of why it was scary to you and we would love to hear about that from you guys absolutely yeah right. so that would, yep. I, would, I would love to hear that because I always like to see what other people if we've shared something or mm-hmm. something that never would yes. have to me to be scared by so yeah go ahead and tell me all the new fears so I can also share no, okay. uh, <laughs> so we can all sure. internalize them <laughs> and, and they'll be our uh, fears as 50 year olds I mean oh wait yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right So thank you all for listening to Shelf Check. Music for the podcast is Wonderful Adventures by Julian Von Arp under license from First Com Music, Inc. Production and editing by Stephen McKay. And thanks to Arlington Public Library System and staff. And special thanks this fall, as many of you are dealing with the crunchy things in your yard. Special thanks to an unsung hero of humanity, Frank E. McLean the inventor of the mulching lawnmower. (laughs) This invention, which is hardly ever heralded, has saved hundreds of thousands of hours of people's lives that they're not raking up leaves, putting them in bags, hauling them to the curb, having them dumped in the uh, landfill. Just chop them up into tiny little bits and leave them where they lay. Thank you, Frank. Thank you, Frank. Thank you, Frank. At least uh, less things go crunch in the night because of you. Although now we, we may not hear the uh, the Wolfman sneaking up to our window, but uh, you may want to leave some. Hey 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 right hey hey! The window. My grandparents' house has been sold, so I don't have to be worried okay. about that. Okay, so, fantastic. Yeah.